Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here back with our NBL show. Now, tell you what, the weeks are just absolutely flying by at the moment. Delighted to be here once again with you guys tonight. Uh, it was awesome being in the in the booth the other day with Roe for our NBA show. Uh, but I've thoroughly, thoroughly, should I say, been looking forward to also doing our NBL ones. The plan for tonight is I'm just going to get straight into it. No odds and ends, nothing else. Just going to do a bit of a blitz on some of the biggest surprises to come out of this season thus far. Um, as I said, it's been the most chaotic, the most enthralling, uh, the most whirlwind season to date for the NBL. So I just thought I'd kind of shine a bit of a light on some of those most notable most notable surprises for good or for bad. So we'll get into that one momentarily. Before we do so, though, a big shout out to both the cover and stadium scene. As I always say, helping keep us, our good name, our good work out to the masses whether that's Australia, the US, Canada, all around the globe, they are doing tremendous things for not only us, but other content creators out there. So certainly appreciate everything they're both continuing to do for us. Guys, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, as well as subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting, doing all that good stuff wherever you listen to the show, whether you're a YouTube watcher or an Apple podcast, Spotify listener. Uh, we certainly appreciate all the continued support, especially in the lead up to Christmas. It is the most magical time of year. So if you want to help your boys out, do us a favor, give us a present. That would be the greatest gift of all. Okay, let's get into it. A couple of surprises to come out of the season thus far. I'm going to kick start it with probably the most, I guess, we'll say bombshell piece to come out of the season. We'll say bombshell, yeah. Was the, the departure of Craig Randall... From the Adelaide 36ers. Now, you know, everything was looking poised for the 36ers to pretty much run through the competition this season. Their big three of Robert Franks, Antonius Cleveland, and himself there, Craig Randall. It was argued by some, most notably Corey Homicide Williams there, that this was the best trio to ever grace graces in the NBL. Full stop. Um it was, it was it was looking that way. They'd showed flashes, their trip over to the US there, absolutely dominating the Phoenix Suns. Um, all signs were pointing that direction. Wasn't to be the case, though. Randall only suited up for six games. In that time, he averaged 20.3 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal, and shot the ball at 40% from three. Uh, parted ways due to a falling out. There was quite a bit of turmoil going on with other players, the coaching staff. Um, and they went their separate ways. Yet for me, I think going forward, and especially for this season, you know, especially in the latter half, the back end, coming around to finals, things of the kind, it's going to be one of the big, if not the biggest what-if question uh, regarding this season. What could this team have achieved if Randall had stayed and, you know, kept his cool and kept the chemistry alive? Because that talent-wise, you know, you look at Franks, Cleveland, and, and Randall together, paired alongside... Um, you know, Mitchie McCarron there. It's uh, It was a star, star-studded lineup. Daniel Johnson as well. The moments we saw of that five together was they were practically unstoppable. So very disappointing to see that one play out the way it did. Adelaide have been up and down thus far without, without Randall. Franks and Cleveland carrying the load there. Um, but it's kind of one of those questions as well. You know, we look at in the NBA. Sometimes having the three stars on one team 
it's sometimes too much. There's only one rock to handle. There's only one rock to handle. Um, sometimes it's just you need to cut. I think the duo works best with complementary players around them who don't need the ball in their hands as much. Uh, we've seen Cleveland and Frank Sepp. They've been pretty well able to coexist between one another at the moment. Um, but I just think with another ball-dominant star in Craig Randall, it might have been a little bit too much. But nevertheless, that was certainly one of, if not the biggest surprise to come out of this season for me thus far. The next point goes to the Brisbane Bullets. Now, this was we mentioned this on last week's show, I believe. Uh, I think it was last. I th- yeah, I, I believe so. I tell you what, the episodes and the weeks roll into one. But um, the Bullets parting with head coach James Duncan now, many going into the season, not myself, uh, but many had Duncan as a potential coach of the year candidate, as well as the Bullets as potential title contenders. Now, with their loss over the weekend to the Jack Jumpers, a phenomenal, an absolute shootout there for the first couple of quarters, tightened up late, um, got it back to, I think it was 80 apiece before the Jack Jumpers rattled off a, or oh, forgive me, was it 19 to 6 or 16 to 6 run to end, end the game? They had a very comprehensive last couple of minutes. Uh, but with that loss, I digress. With that loss, the Bullets now slipped to four and eight on their season. Uh, in Duncan's time with the with the franchise, things just didn't quite click. Uh, part of it, maybe due to his own fault, part of it, not so much. Aaron Bain still struggling with injury. That certainly wasn't um, an aiding factor in his tenure. Uh, Nathan Sobey was hasn't been able to quite find that consistency of that all NBL level that he displayed over the last couple of seasons. Um, and uncertainty about whether to bring former NBA star Tyler Johnson off the bench or to start him um, all contributed to their below pass start to the season. Again, as I said, sitting up four and eight at the moment, they really just need to rip off three, four, five, a five game win streak just to kind of keep their heads above water and keep I guess with that with that pack at the moment, it's a bit of a logjam through the middle of the standings there, four to you know six seven. Um, they're going to have to start uh, start getting some wins on the board though, because the season's going to escape them very very quickly. And you know, for myself, I think that it might have already. Um, but yes, that was certainly a surprise to me. I thought Duncan was a really good choice heading into the season, uh, just with the way he relates to players, his easygoing nature. Uh, but maybe they need someone who's going to crack. Crack the whip a little more so there up in Brisbane. My next point goes to the rise of Keanu Pinder. Now, what an absolute revelation he's been this season. Uh, the Snakes themselves have undoubtedly been one of the biggest surprises of this season, uh, starting at 7-5, and five, sitting third on the ladder. Um, but as I've said over the last couple of weeks, a huge integral part of that has been the output of Keanu Pinder. Uh, I think going into the season, you'd say Tajir McColl was the number one guy. I think partly due to him going out with injury and partly just due to how good Pinder's been, he has probably taken up that role as the number one guy. Uh, This season so far, he's averaging 18.2 points, 10 rebounds, nearly three assists a game, as well as a steal to go with it. Um, It's been fantastic to see coach Adam Ford there. has just given him a much bigger role within the team and he's more than stepped up to the plate so far. You know, some players they they just can't can't handle being given that extra, I guess, reign that responsibility. What's the expression? You uh, give enough leash and they'll hang themselves. But he's done the complete opposite. He's run with it and then some. I spoke about last week. 
um, that he's, he's certainly a candidate at the moment for both MIP and MVP. Uh, just for the fact, compared to last season, he's averaging an extra 7.3 points, 2.3 rebounds, an extra assist and a half, um, as well as now being a plus when on court. So last season, he was a negative 2.3 with his time on the court. This season, he's up to a plus 4.1 there. So that's a plus 6.4 swing there for Pinder this season. Uh, just shows the impact he's having to winning um, and a huge reason as to why they're 7-5 and five to start the season. Just a super fun team to watch as well. I'm loving seeing, well, we've had the last game or two, McColl come off the bench. I actually don't mind that role. They've got enough shooting, enough playmaking in that starting lineup. Let McColl come off the bench. Um, I think they're really, to be honest, they're kind of, as I said, a week or two into the season, they're kind of my token team this year that I'm uh, outside of the jack jumpers taking a keen interest in. So I certainly hope their success continues. My next point, a team as well, going off the back of the Taipans, a team that nobody expected to make waves this season, uh, but they have they have absolutely blown everyone's expectations out of the water. The New Zealand Breakers, spoken about them a fair bit recently, but they have no doubt been a revelation. It's uh, They're sitting second with a record of 11-4 and four at the moment, uh, but they are right nipping on the heels of the Sydney Kings there for that number one position. If you had a look at their over-under this season, I tell you what, they wouldn't be, they probably wouldn't be far away from uh, catching it as we speak. Jarrell Brantley, Barry Brown Jr., they've kind of been the chief destroyers for this this side so far. Uh, but they've really, for the most part, done it by committee. Derek Pardon, Abercrombie, the Arthur, um, William McDowell-White. There's, uh, there's a lot of names there that aren't, I guess, particularly NBL household names. But they're putting in a putting in a roll, putting in a shift, night in, night out on both ends of the floor. Um, a big thing go for the first couple of games throughout the season. They started really slowly on the offensive end and just hung their hat on the defense. It was tremendous how how good and how suffocating their defense was. But in recent weeks, that offense has started to catch up. And they now sit with the league's best point differential at 1.13. Um, you know, I, I haven't haven't checked the odds or anything of the kind, but I I would be interested to see where they're sitting. Uh, they're really becoming genuine title threats now, and I think kind of every every team needs to be wary of them. It's uh, it's not something we've said over the over the course of the last couple of years, but the New Zealand Breakers are a genuine genuine threat this season, um, which is super super exciting for basketball over in New Zealand there. Um, and it's uh, it's it's hats off to them on the road as well. It, it's certainly not an easy feat. Perth, New Zealand, um, coming from such far distances away. They've got a 6-1 and one record on the road at the moment, the Breakers, which just speaks to the unity of this team. Um, and, you know, I, I, I kind of thought it might have been a little bit of a flash in the pan to start the season, but as I said, 11-4, and four, seen a well and truly a big enough sample size to suggest that this will continue. Um, again, somewhat like the Taipans, it's great to see. I'm, I'm all for the underdog. Um, but I, I, they're making people believers, myself included. You know, what are we? As I said, 11 and 4. Um, next game, I, I don't know who they've got coming up next. Let me just double check that because it's going to be interesting to see whether they can keep this this momentum going at the moment. Uh, they've got the Sydney Kings. Now, that's Thursday night, 5.30, battle for first position. Um, again, I think a really good opportunity just to see where they are against the measuring stick in the competition. 
I think after that game, we can kind of really judge their credibility a little more so, but uh, everything's ticking along really well there in New Zealand. Finally, I've got the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Now, they're probably a team I've spoken about a little bit, not as much as some of the other teams like the Taipans, Breakers, Jack Jumpers, the Kings for that matter. But the Phoenix are really flying under the radar. They currently sit with a record of eight and six. Um, they've just been kind of going about their business. They started a little bit slower, but they've just accumulated wins uh, without making too much noise. As I said, eight and six record, fourth in the standings. Alan Williams and Mitch Craig have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Mitchie Craig, as I said last week, putting in an MVP-type campaign thus far. Ryan Brockoff now back into the fold, starting to show that that ability we've come to know and love from three. Um, you know, Trey Kell, uh, Gary Brown there. There's there's a lot of talent within this team. Still waiting on Zochi to come back as well. Then you look through the bench. Kyle Adnam coming off the bench. Uh, what an absolute plus. Hasn't seen as many minutes lately as some of these other players have come into the fold more so. But just kind of top to bottom, they're, they're a team, they're a roster that's not been spoken about enough. So they are certainly one of my surprises early into the season so far. Um, again, another team that I'm really enjoy watching, and I think it's just seen Mitch Creek in that, that kind of takeover mode, that real killer mode. Um, he's kind of been in and around the benchmark for the last couple of years, but this feels like the season where he's really trying to assert himself as as one of, if not the premier player within the competition. And um, a lot of their success will hinge on his output. Uh, but if he continues the way they're, they're going, the, the the Phoenix need to be looked at as well. You look at that top four, we've got Sydney, New Zealand, Cairns, and the Phoenix. Uh, the Jack Jumpers tailing in very closely behind there. But uh, I, to be honest, I think that top six teams, I'll just recap them. Sydney, New Zealand, Cairns, the Phoenix, Jack Jumpers, and then Adelaide are all serious, serious threats. You could even throw Perth in there if you wanted to. As I said last week, if you got Bryce Cotton, you got a punter's chance. But uh, there's a lot of talent within the league, and the Phoenix certainly hold a lot of it at the moment. So they get my final, final surprise packet to start the season. Recapping that, guys, I've got Craig Randall departing the Adelaide 36ers. I've got the Bullets parting with head coach James Duncan. I had the rise of Keanu Pinder. The Breakers taking the league by storm. And then finally, they're the Phoenix flying under the radar. So they are my five five surprises to start the season. Um, as I said, it's been an enthralling start. Most teams now around that 15, 16, 17 game mark. Um, so it's great now that we can start to speak to things a little more so now that we've got a credible sample size to go off. But uh, nevertheless, as I said, a real quick little, little blitz episode there. Um, guys, be sure to stay up to date with everything Daily Dribble. We've got a massive episode on our NBA-focused show this week, um, going through all of our kind of, I guess, our leaders and uh, dark horses for all the major NBA awards, your MVP, your Coach of the Year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Really looking forward to chewing the fat with the boys. Um, likewise, guys, continue continue to support us. We certainly appreciate it. As I said, the ultimate Christmas gift to us would be you uh, like, share, commenting wherever you listen to the show. So continue all the good work. Till next week, have a great, great week and I will talk to you soon. Take care.